Alex, you doing good, man? Always. How about you? I'm all right. I wish Todd was here. Why? <laughs> He's not here again, man. We missed him again. Uh, yeah, definitely. We definitely we we um, we miss those um, you know unexpected uh, just blurred outs of whatever. You I know, miss like, his laugh. <laughs> Todd, come back to us. Now he's come uh, back home. He 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 just happens to be out today. So, but uh, he'll be back very very soon. But thankfully, we do have someone in the third chair uh, here with us today. Before I introduce him and what we're going to talk about today, we do need to make sure that we handle business, you know, um, and talk about how you should handle your business, and that's with a bidet. From bidetking.com. One step closer. <laughs> I'm one step. I'm going to get there eventually. Yeah, I don't think so. You, you keep saying it, but if you are out there and you are not in the bidet club, then you need to you need to get yourself right and you need to go to bidetking.com and you need to purchase a bidet. Use the coupon code UNCLEVER. Get a discount. Get that thing. Install it. And we promise you, we promise you, it is the mission of this podcast to make sure that every rear end in the world is clean, okay? So, um, yeah, just make it happen. Promise you won't regret it. It's the only guarantee I can make in this life. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But um, let's introduce our guest. Let's talk, let's talk to this fellow right here that's joining us in studio, uh, our... Uh, our very good buddy, Mr. Matt Wilson. Oh, that's, that's a great welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, we could do something better than that. We can, we can Mr. Matt Wilson. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's better. All right. Matt, you doing good, man? Man, I'm doing great. How are y'all? Wow, we good. We good. Uh, so we, we brought Matt in for something very very specific that we we actually I had an idea of another podcast that we'll do at some point and maybe he can be part of that too but we were talking about a particular subject and then he oh man it, it got brought up it it's, on. yeah 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 it got brought up I said um I, I said what do you have going on because it's it's evening okay it, it's it's in the evening right now where when we're sitting and recording this and I and so I messaged him today because we had a particular subject and we knew when we knew Todd wasn't going to be here with us couldn't be in in studio with us I thought man who who is somebody that's going to have a lot to offer I actually let me let me back up let me back up the train there Todd was going to be here I just thought who's somebody that has a lot to offer there and then we found out Todd wasn't going to be here so then it was even more value added how about that so. But this particular subject, I, I I text him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, maybe so, maybe so." And I was like, "But what do you have going on this evening?" And he said, "Well, uh, just playing Dungeons and Dragons." <laughs> Why are you laughing like that? For? I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it got me uh, it got me a little tickled. So first off, between let's just answer this question like this way: between. Uh, us three who are normally in studio mm -hmm. on Unclever, mm -hmm. me, you, and Todd. Who who would you say, gun to your head, <laughs> who's the biggest nerd? Out of us three? Yeah, me, you, and Todd. Oh, it's you. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So can you imagine how shocked? <laughs> and I, okay, I'm not going to argue with that for a lot of yeah. reasons because a lot of reasons that we've covered on this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I put everybody to sleep talking about weather. Uh, <laughs> I put, um, I've talked about, you know, I was the one who wanted to talk about, um, you know, AI so much. You're pro robot takeover. Pro robot. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Not exactly pro robot takeover. I'm pro AI. All right. But, um, you know, we've talked a lot about, um, like smart home stuff and Alexa. Anyway, how many TVs you have? So, yeah, I wouldn't argue with the fact if y'all, if you and Todd wanted to come down on me yeah. about me being the biggest nerd of us three. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'll embrace that. So, can you imagine how shocked I was <laughs> to find out that, that Allie V had played Dungeons and Dragons multiple times? Multiple times. Because I'm, I'm, I'm messaging with, with Matt here, and I'm telling him, I'm telling him, hey, we, uh, I, I'm telling Matt, we're not, us three are not going to have any clue about this whatsoever. We're not going to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. And so I said, I, I think it would be interesting to have you come on the podcast and us just kind of mess with you about it and ask you questions and uh, mostly just kind of make fun. And okay. so, but fair no, 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 but fair Fair, yeah, very fair. Okay, but then then I find out that this guy's played. So I was absolutely... The text I got back is, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I get, um, I'm absolutely flabbergasted. And so I guess now it's two on one. Seems to be. <laughs> it's two on one. But, uh, you know, Alex, he admitted, you, you said, go ahead, what's your experience level? I've played... I enjoyed it. I'm not the most educated. I'm I'm good like you tell me what to do, I can make it happen. And I have a good imagination. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that's the key. Yeah. That's ninety percent of Dungeons mm -hmm. and Dragons. Uh, so look, look, all right. So when I say I know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons, I mean I think I don't know how I don't know how more clearly to express that. Mm. Like I know nothing. Is that surprising to you that I know nothing about it? No. Why? I just I just don't think you have much of an imagination. Because I because I look more like an athlete. You'd much rather. <laughs> no, that was not where I was thinking. <laughs> You'd much rather rather talk about weather models and <laughs> <No>. data <laughs> than <right>. storytelling. <laughs> what? You, what? I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, but will you, is it fair to say you're going to defer to Matt though? Oh, 100%. <laughs> All right. okay. When I played, I deferred to everybody I was playing with. I got you. But I'm there. All right. So, Matt, can you give us just like, all right, first off, I need I need a I need a oh, some backstory here. Give me some give me a simple high level. It don't you ain't got to get into you can get into whatever details you want, but I just need a general history. Like what is Dungeon Track? What is Dungeons and Dragons? Like where where did it come from? Okay, so in order to tell you about the origins of Dungeons and Dragons, okay, we got to talk about a game called Chainmail. 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 So this was back in the seventies uh, when a man named Gary Gygax and a few of his good buddies were sitting around in what they refer to as their club. Uh, I'm assuming it was his mom's basement. Um, who knows? Uh, and uh, there was a board game, commonly just known as war games. 
there have been many games with the, just the name War Games. There have been many games that were named something else, but the ultimate uh, goal was to control several small miniatures as an army and kill your friend who's playing against you with their small miniatures. Yeah. And that was the end of the, the, the whole point of the game was just to kill your friend and kill his army. Not kill your friend, but kill your friend's army of miniatures and win. Okay. And there was no other depth, no other uh, imagination. Um, and so they kind of got tired of that after a while. And they've been playing war games for over a century up to this point. Like yeah. For a century, people have been using miniatures and playing this type of war games. Um, and so they they kind of got together, and they all had their own separate ideas. Got Gygax and his little group of friends, um, four or five guys it was, um, of how they would make this game better. How they, If they could make a game similar to war games, how would they make it, and what would make it better? And essentially, that's where D&D &D was born from. And it came from the want to control and identify with one character out of this whole army that you were using. And so with each of their own ideas and borrowing rule sets from other games, and, and if I'm being really honest, completely ripping off Tolkien, uh, they, they built what is essentially now known as Dungeons & Dragons. Um, is what he's saying make any sense to you? Checks out to me. It makes sense. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, will you pull the mic just a little bit closer on you? Sorry about that. I just I was I was working on the game there. There we Sorry. go. Okay, all good. All right. So, uh, it it was in, in it's, it's completely different now than how it was originally. the The concept of what they wanted it to be is is really different, and in a lot of ways, really the same. Um, but it allowed them an opportunity to fantasize this medieval style combat which is essentially what chainmail was it was a war game built with medieval type crossbowmen and pikemen and long swordsmen and shields and okay time out mm -hmm. let me back it up yeah. um because you know i play sports basketball football mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> is this a board game we're talking about yeah. okay this is how little i know yeah that is a board game yeah chainmail had been around for about a decade before they decided they wanted to. Well, now, now I'm not talking about Dungeons and Dragons, but Chainmail was a board game. Yeah, Chainmail was a board game. Okay, it had been around about a decade. Okay, before. And then they get they drilled. They're basically drilling down into that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm tracking now. Let's keep going. <laughs> they got they got yeah they got bored with what they were doing. Um, they they wanted, in a way, more control, but in a way more destiny if you will which is where the dice come from um and in fact i've brought two out of the three things that you need to play dungeons and dragons and just this character sheet and this bag of dice okay uh, the third being your imagination <laughs> i'm locked and loaded with all three right now by the oh, way yeah. that's all you got to have to play that's all you need you don't need you don't need, have to have a board you don't need anything so what's the point of the okay my Why do I feel like this game takes like a month to learn how to play? Does it? Oh, the core rule book is probably 400 pages long for the fifth edition, which is the current today's date of ish, uh, edition. So I wasn't wrong just then when I said no. that. No. <laughs> I've been playing for six years, and I still have to con consult the rule book quite, quite often. I just, I I just asked somebody, tell me what to do. 
I'm ready to roll. A, a lot of well, times, that's that's what I go to. All right, man. All right, I'm this. I think this is why I struggle with this because I don't think I've ever gotten any deeper than what we are right now. Mm-hmm. You need to create a character, well, and then you're yeah, in. Let let me let me because this is what I feel like. I feel like. It's a bunch of nerds sitting around making up their own rules. How dare you, first oh, of all. Oh, 90% correct. It's a bunch of nerds sitting around following a core rule book. <laughs> That's so vast that it's like trying to follow the government's red tape. No, you got to break the rule book up into sections, and it goes over all the different things. Like, in the in the original day, let, let me, uh, we'll go back into some history here. Let me give you some of the some of the classes from original Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. Okay. Such classes as fighting man. <laughs> so you're finding this humorous and fun. Like I don't. If you know what there uh, is now, fighting man. <laughs> such classes as magic user. I'm so. I'm just. I don't. I okay. don't understand. They. They didn't either, and that's why they've created new editions and new rule sets. And if, even in the original Dungeons and Dragons, they didn't even have a rule set. They actually stole the rules from Chainmail. Okay. The war games. Um, because they wanted dice to be more effective in, in basically, you know, the fate of the dice is what your luck laid in the role of the dice in that in that situation and not so much in the strategy of I need to take my army and split it and flank this other guy's army. It was all up to the dice roll, but they wanted that. They wanted that uh, diversity in the gameplay. So it sounds like Chainmail was more like Risk. And I guess so, yeah. I'm not too familiar with how Chainmail looked when you played it, okay. uh, but it, that's a fair assessment. Okay. It, just more like a strategy game of, like, positioning your army, like, you know, that kind of strategy. So is there strategy involved in Dungeons & Dragons? To to an extent, yes. There is a lot of strategy that can go into it. Ultimately, it all depends on I mean, otherwise, the dice roll. it's not really a game. I mean, if there's no strategy involved, right? Yeah. I mean, I get it, what you're saying. It depends on the dice roll. It's like playing Monopoly. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. if you roll the right number every time, that things tend to work out. Correct. Yeah. Would, you would kind of want like a group with diverse skill set too, yeah. right? Which I think that's where I'm at in, t- in my day-to-day now playing Dungeons & Dragons, the group that I'm involved in. I can tell you from uh, when I very first started – uh, well, let me let me say this first. So Dungeons & Dragons can be easily broken into two different fields of the gameplay. Okay. All right. You have the role-playing side, okay. and then you have the combat side. I'm, I'm more combat. Mm, so was I when I started. Okay. <laughs> I was terrified. I'm both. Well, I was terrified of role-playing um, <laughs> because all you ever know about role-playing yeah. is what you see on the TV. Yeah. You know, these fat nerds with glasses in their mom's <laughs> basement wearing bed sheets. And, have y'all seen the, yeah, the documentary Monster Camp? No. no. Have you not? Uh-uh. You haven't? No. Oh, my word. Please go look up <laughs> Monster Camp. Got For it. everyone listening as well, go look up the documentary Monster Camp. It's about LARPing. Oh, yeah. See, LARPing okay. is a whole nother level, man. Okay. So for the... For the novice listener, <laughs> LARPing is live action role playing. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, it's the way I understand it. I mean, I've witnessed it. It's basically acting out like a Dungeons and Dragons type scenario, right? Mm, I wouldn't say that. It's it's more 
It is very fantasy and medieval style, but it's just dudes with pool noodles and falling yeah. shields yeah. smacking <laughs> yeah. each other. It's and not specifically over. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. but it's a, it's acting out a fantasy game. I'll just sure. put it that way. That's yeah. that's a uh, that's a that's a role playing game. Yeah. All right. And so, um, uh, anyway, <laughs> the 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 documentary is fantastic <laughs> because they're following these people around that participate in LARPing and. You'll have people that are like, for instance, a couple in real life, like a couple, a husband and wife that both participate in LARPing, but in the game, she's married to someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Things get complicated. (laughs) <laughs> things get complicated real quick and the, but the, one of the opening scenes is like <laughs> this this guy with these you know like it's like what it's what you would picture if you said someone who who's into that sort of thing you know he's got like a bowl cut like beetle haircut and giant coke bottle glasses <laughs> and he's standing there in a robe he looks like friar tuck yeah and he's got a giant foam sword uh-huh and uh, he's casting spells at people. You know, mm. I eat your mind one, I eat your mind two, I eat your <laughs> mind three. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Zach Galifianakis' character in Dinner for Schmucks. It's mm. been a long time since I've seen that movie. How's about that for a deep cut? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of that, but uh, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. Oh, no, there. you're good. It's so, show, man. Um, what, what, all right. I need, so, all right, we got the history, came from chain mail. They kind of drilled down trying to develop something that was more where you act out one specific character. Mm. Am I tracking? And ripped off the entirety of Tolkien's work to fill in the fantasy void. You're talking about J.R. Tolkien? Yeah. Okay. It feels like you would would like it. It feels like it's like right in your wheelhouse. Well, that, if you were stopped, uh, if you wouldn't be so judgmental. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) It would be. It it would be. (laughs) I'm a, yeah, I am a Tolkien that, so ultimately, that love is of Tolkien is what brought me into Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, they so, did receive a cease and desist order from Tolkien <laughs> yeah. saying, "Stop, <laughs> stop it, stop." It. Yeah. <laughs> nah. yeah, and they did. They had to stop calling them hobbits, and now they call them halflings. Yeah, really? Yeah, but they're still so they were basing a lot of stuff off like Middle Earth. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey. My interest just went from a negative three to about a two. I think oh, you, you need to create a character and then you're going to be in. Yeah. Then you'll be invested. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I guess then what I need is I need a basic explanation on how you play. Okay. So how, how do we play? Like I come, I come, I come to one of these meetings, right? Mm-hmm. And I leave my pocket protector at home and I come to the meeting. <laughs> And I, I I pull up a chair at the table. Now you you play like digitally, right? Uh, I, yeah. Is COVID. it y'all just do like a like FaceTime thing or something? Is that what you do? Uh, no, we use a, a website called Roll Twenty Net. I'm going to give them a free plug on your show. Oh, is it specifically mm-hmm. for this? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. It's for any tabletop role playing game that you want to get into. But it's just is it a video conference thing? No, it's just a website. We use Discord um, to stay in a call, and then we. We are all present in the same server in Roll20, and the Dungeon Master, who is essentially the referee of the game, 
Okay. Uh, he controls the maps and the and the players that are on there, and um, you get a character sheet that's built into this UI, uh, and it's got macros built into it, and you just you don't roll dice anymore. Unfortunately, you just click the macro, and it will randomly generate numbers. Okay. No, yeah. you, you you lost me there for a second. Um, how do you play? Yeah, how you play? Well, first off, the dungeon master. Okay. A DM. He, call, call it the a DM. DM. Yeah, <laughs> that stands for something else. No. <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the okay the DM, <laughs> which stands for dungeon master. Uh, you said he's like a referee. Yeah, they're like a referee. So, I mean, can they win? No. I mean, is it like? Well, I mean, I guess know, the house always wins. Like, if if you have my dungeon master, uh, he is nonstop trying to kill us. Um, oh, he's he just, considered this that that would be a win for him. He's trying to be a handle. Yeah. I got you. What a jerk. Yeah, jerk. Straight jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, but does that ro- that role rotates? It can. But generally one person does it all the time? One, one person doesn't does it for a campaign. What does that mean? Um, Do the, we need to back up? Yeah, let's back up. Okay. Okay. Because we got we got too deep too quick. Okay. Let's go back. Look to, at me. <laughs> how how do you play? So how you play, let's now let's reattack. The dungeon master role. Okay. A group of people will get together and decide who's going to be the dungeon master and who's going to control what we call the player characters or the characters you're creating in the game. The dungeons ma- the dungeon master's job is to build a world um, and create a storyline with that world that will allow you uh, a quest, if you will. So you would create a character that fits that world um, you can go as deep as you want into that character creation. I don't know how far you went, but Spruce Willis. Spruce Willis. Uh, <laughs> he is a druid. <laughs> Very nice. Top marks. <laughs> um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Spruce Willis. All right, All right wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> this it sounds like a lot of work for the dungeon master. Oh yeah, tons of work. Like how long are you talking about? Um, lots, weeks and weeks to prepare for one session really yeah if you want to i mean some people just have the knack and they can just spin up a world in their brains without thinking twice about it i i i dm'd um a campaign uh even it was a pre-written campaign like the book tells you what's going to happen and what monsters are where in the world oh so you can buy them already done you can sounds more like my speed it's very much good for a beginner group um, Are you? Why am I? But I mean, okay, I am a you, beginner, but I did gesture towards you <laughs> as I said that <laughs> intentionally. Okay, <laughs> uh, look up the the mines of Fandelvar. That's a good cheap one. You can buy that kit. It's cheap, and it comes with everything you need to play in person. Okay. Okay. So right. you're yawning already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I created characters. Um, the very first character I created was named Stonewall Drowbrew. I was very <laughs> into the, dwar- the dwarvish mindset here. Yeah. Because he was a dwarf. I wanted to roll a character that was like Gimli yeah. from Lord of the Rings, and that was my original character. Okay. And he was going to have my personality, so that way role-playing would just come really naturally. Uh, I didn't have to think about what this character would do in a given situation. I would just be what I would do. Yeah. Um, you just naturally do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, later, going down that path, uh, I chose 
to roll a cleric uh, named Cleric Apton. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And I he, like it. He played his bow, and then he could cast a spell on his bow. Uh, it would just make it sound like a straight up electric guitar. Yeah, I don't know. So I went from a negative three to a two, and now I'm back at zero. Okay, well, let, let me let me bring you deeper. All right. So the the initial step for you as a player, yeah, is to decide what character you want to play. Uh, you can choose from several races and from several classes. Each race benefiting certain classes better. Like if you're going to play a fighter, somebody who's supposed to be really strong. You wouldn't run, want to uh, roll like a, a dainty high elf, right? And they're not very strong naturally. So you'd roll like a dwarf or like a, a dragonborn or like a, a half-orc. What do you mean roll? Roll? I'm sorry. I'm using terms that I haven't described. <laughs> so the way that you come to your character is with these stats. Uh, and these stats determine... Uh, your strength, your dexterity, your constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. So you, the, you roll dice. Can to, I see that piece of paper or, sure or one of them? So yeah. y'all are looking at this. Is this like a standard thing? Yes. Okay, this don't, yours looks the same. Where do you print this off? Like nerd.com? Where does this come yeah. from? <laughs> That's straight, a, from yeah. straight from nerd.com. Uh, <laughs> also, right. Wizards of the Coast has them. This looks like frustrating sixth grade homework when I look at it. Oh, it feels like it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it, uh, it, it definitely. So anyway, you, you roll dice in order to determine your stat points. Uh, and this can make or break your character. If you roll really, really well, you're going to have a, a good character with high stats. And those stats offer modifiers that then help your ability checks. So if you're really strong and you roll really good for your strength stat, and then later in the game you say, oh, I'm going to go pick up this big boulder, uh, the, the DM may ask you for an ability check or a like a, a, an athletics check. And then you would get to roll a dice and then add your strength modifier from your stats to that roll. And then, you know, if the dice rolls well, you can pick up that boulder. You are legit tracking with everything he's saying. Yep. Yeah. Ability checks are very common. Who are you? <laughs> I don't know. I, this is so bizarre to me. So that's the character. I think it's I don't like that type of game. Like even the video games. Like what was that old video game that everybody got into for a while that was like a role playing game? Probably World of Warcraft. No, that was like a on like Nintendo and uh, uh, Final Fantasy. Oh yeah. 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 That was like a RPG type, yeah. Mm. See, my brother got into that. I was like, I just don't get into it. Like, why? I, why I gotta have points? Why can't I just cut your head off? Well, you, <laughs> why, how? How? It's not so. I is guess, that how this works too? I guess, yeah. It, so, if your mindset is you just want to be straight out of the box superhuman killer, then this is not the game for you. But. If you want to build a character from the ground up and start off as this weak, essentially what we call level one, right? Yeah. This weak nobody and level them up and build them into a superhero. So you level up in Dungeons and Dragons mm -hmm. similar yes. to you would in like World of Warcraft and things yeah. like World that. World of Warcraft is like directly from Dungeons and Dragons. Gotcha. And, and to drop back to the history part of this again, Dungeons and Dragons it is very much considered the mother of all role-playing games. Yeah. Yeah. 
if you played a role playing game in your life, you better believe it was inspired by Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. Okay. So, oh man. So creating your character. That's step one. Step one. And creating your character's backstory. I have a, uh, a word document in Google Docs. I'll share it with you if you'd like to read it one day. It's 10 pages long. The backstory of my character for Stonewall. Can I get back to you on that? Uh, no, I'll just send it to you. <laughs> and you just choose to read it or not. <laughs> um, so creating your character, creating the backstory. Why, why is your character the way they are? Okay. <laughs> why are you the way that you Yeah, why are? are you the way that you are? What happened? What have you seen, man? <laughs> I got you. Um, so it's like, uh, all I can think about is Michael talking to Toby. Yes. <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Michael Scott. Sorry. No, you're good. Okay. So then the in the meantime, the dungeon master is going to be setting up this campaign world. Yeah. Right. Um, He's inventing a yeah. world. Or or using a, a pre-written module. Okay. I, I We call it homebrew to, when you make your own stuff. Okay. Up. So here, here's what I don't track with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all help me on this. I'm, I'm probably getting there. Okay. Well, well, here's what I, what, what I don't track with is like, if somebody's just inventing a world, it's as though they're creating a new game every time. Mm, I I can see how you would come to that conclusion. Ultimately, the entire gameplay has to take place within the core rule set. So is it kind of like creating a new map in Halo? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to look at it like that, uh, it, is, it is very much the same way. Like a new track in Mario Kart. Mm, I mean, yeah, you know, it's the same It's the same rigmarole of go here, kill this bad guy. Right. Uh, go to the bar and get so drunk. So you're, you're saying the main objectives remain the same? Mm-hmm. Okay. The world is just different. You know? Okay. So what are the main objectives? That's what you're getting to? or no? Uh, Well, no. Okay. But so that was a good question to ask. Okay, thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> so in, while the while you're creating your character and and preparing to to ultimately get to know this person that you just built from nothing, the the DM is going to be creating a world which you'll interact with that character with other people. So the DM essentially controls everything that is not a player character. So if if you were the DM and and him and I, Alex and I, were sitting here with our characters rolled up. We would play our characters. You would be the every other non-playing character in the world. Yeah. Um, and that would be your job to decide how they act with us, how they interact with us, whether they want to help us, whether they want to hurt us, um, whether they're key to the quest line, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, and then this is where it splits off between like the two shoots of role playing versus combat. So for role playing, there are really no rules. Um, you, you play through your character's perspective, uh, how they would act, not how you would act depending on their backstory and their, uh, bonds and flaws and character developments and those sorts of things would dictate how they behave in certain situations. Um, and then you, you you just role play. You know, uh, I, I'll set you up a, a situation. Okay. And maybe this will connect things on a more, like, visible level, right? Okay. I feel like you were about to say a Blake level. 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, here's the setup. Now you're you're your character, and okay. I'm the, I'm the DM. And so okay, I would say to you, okay, you've just rode into town uh, after a, a two day ride, and your group is tired. You're hungry and you're thirsty. So you find the first inn that you see. Yep. It's nighttime, so most places are closed. This inn is open that okay. you see up here on your right. Mm-hmm. And you walk into the inn. The prancing you, pony. Yep. Sure, the prancing pony. Okay, go U- ahead. Unicorn way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you see the innkeeper behind the bar up here. Okay. And you see several people sitting at the tables um, eating food or whatever, what have you. But way back in the in the corner, yeah, you notice Strider, a, 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 a shadowed man <laughs> back in this corner. Yes, uh, no light at his table, and he seems to be spinning a dagger on its tip on the tabletop. Oh my word! So the, you're 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 acting like the DM mm-hmm. right now, okay? And my favorite four words as a, a a player is what happens now. What do you do? What do I do? What do you do? Well, I got to determine who who he is, what he's about. Is that what your character would do? Is the bigger question? Is your character, which I, obviously you don't have. Oh, one, so the other as a, as a player, the mindset you would be in is what would my character do right now? Yeah, is my character super sketched out, or is my character really free free spirited and he doesn't gonna walk over there? He doesn't really care. Spruce so, Willis yeah. is always in the mix, or Spruce Willis, or you're gonna sit down at the bar. And order something. Yeah. Because you're parched. Yeah. Because you've been in battle for a fortnight. Uh, for a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of how the setup works. What What do you do? That's the, my favorite. When, when the dungeon master gets to that point in the story, that is my favorite line because then that's where all the options open up. Yeah. Do we, do we go up here and order a drink at the bar? Do we go get something to eat? Or... Do we sit down and eyeball this guy and just watch him for a while? Or do we directly go confront this guy and say, what are you doing over here in the dark? It's pretty sketchy for you to be doing this. And so the dungeon master's job is to come up with essentially every possible interaction. Yeah. Man, that sounds like a hassle. That's why it takes a long time to do this. Uh, We regularly play and we'll have a session and we'll be presented with an option and we choose option whatever. And it never fails. My dungeon master will start. Uh, well, there goes three maps that I created down the drains, and like we never, we never visited that place. We never saw that place. He spent countless hours developing these maps, putting together artwork, importing it into this website, setting up, you know, characters or monsters. No, sir. And we didn't go that way. So mm. that, that map is. No longer valid. Yeah. He's basically saying that was the crossroads. Mm. And when you took that path, you basically burned all that. Yeah. No, sir. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Couldn't be a DM. No way. Not built for it. No way. Uh, I think once you play, if you would play a campaign or so, uh, the allure of DMing is there. Mm. All right. So I think I got the gist as far as that goes, but... Other than this, um, how do you win? <laughs> That's the good thing about D&D. Other um, than killing the Demogorgon, how do you win? Sometimes just killing the Demogorgon, <laughs> that's the goal, right? That's only if the map contains a Demogorgon. Yeah. 
Okay. I've never actually fought a Demogorgon. Okay, so that is like, correct me if I'm wrong, essentially there's like a top-level boss of some sort? Or? Yeah, I mean, there there can be whatever goal as a DM you set. Okay. Um, to be the, the ultimate win. We played a campaign that lasted for two years. Oh, my word. And, and never finished. The group just kind of fractured. <laughs> Gelatinous Cube got you? The what? Gelatinous Cube got you? No. Is that is there is the goal known from the get go? No. That's the great part. That's the great part. I spent I spent a year of this game, of that two year campaign. Uh, so let me back up. The dungeon master and myself started this campaign with just the two of us. We had a we had a solo session for just my character, and my character got to meet a very nice druid. Um, we like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who uh, uh, think about Treebeard from Lord of the Rings? Okay. Okay. He had two Trent, is what they're con- called in Dungeons and Dragons. They're called Trents, um, bodyguards. And uh, I didn't know that they just appear as normal trees. But the the premise was this super powerful druid was buried under a log. And he was crying out for help. And so I could choose to help him or I could choose to ride on down the road. But Stonewall is a lawful good, just doer of kindness to anybody. And so, of course, Stonewall goes over here to chop this tree off this guy's chest before he gets crushed. Um, so I had to roll for my chops on this tree. <laughs> and I rolled very poorly for a chop and missed the tree and... Took out part of this guy's cl- like cloak. Just, okay. Just missed the guy and cut into his cloak, and his trees start groaning crazily. This is what the DM says to me. The trees start creaking and groaning and almost blowing around like a gale force wind is upon him, but you don't feel any like air. There's no wind blowing. Hmm. And I didn't put it together at the time that hmm. the guy was a, a ninth-level druid with Trent bodyguards, but had I hit the guy, they were going to kill me in solo like at session one stonewall would have been dead and there would have been time for a new character um wait 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 so in the middle of a campaign you can just create a new character yeah yeah you can y'all are losing me well usually you don't unless you die if your character you still tracking yeah if your character goes kaput uh and the table likes you are you just enjoying seeing me struggling to yeah understand it yeah absolutely you're not gonna help out. Nope. Bro, this is really <laughs> go ask your AI to help you. <laughs> <laughs> this is like I don't know. This is pretty simplistic stuff so far. Okay. I mean, you have life if you want to think about it like that. And if you <clears throat> if you lose too much life, then uh, ultimately you die. All right. Well, I I think I I think I track. Um, so ultimately, Dungeon Master creates this world. Mm-hmm. They invent a world. <clears throat> they invent. Um, basically the objective, whatever the goal is to win the game, mm-hmm. that ca- kind of slowly starts to become more apparent as you work your way through the game. Yeah. So there's got to be, it's kind of like roots on a tree. There are times where things converge and there are times where you're going off to a dead end. Yeah. And you've got to figure out where that is. Yeah. And that's where that ultimately went. When I saved that druid from under that log, That what I found out way later on, he put himself in that situation just to see if I would help him or not so that he would know later in the game if he would help me in return, um, mm. which I helped him, and he did help me in return. Um, he killed a dragon for us that would have absolutely mauled our group. 
Um, but we spent a year in that campaign chasing after the person that that druid told us is causing a lot of trouble in the world, uh, resurrecting the dead and mm-hmm. uh, enslaving multiple villages and taking people's kids. And, you know, this guy had to go. And we spent an entire year building up to fighting that character. Yeah. And we did. And I thought, oh, man, we just won. Like, that's it. We just beat this game. And no, that was not the end of it. Yeah. Um, and it, essentially what it boiled down to is we were all having a lot of fun. Yeah. And so the DM was like, okay, who's that guy's boss? Yeah. Now we got to go after that guy's boss. And we spent an entire n- another year playing Yeah. Um, before the group finally just kind of split apart. So in a nutshell, Dungeons and Dragons is kind of a way for people who are I'll stop using the word nerdy. Yeah, well, we, we appreciate that. I got a very <laughs> little, good friend of mine, a little eccentric, maybe. He'll go who? by. Uh, he'll only be referred to as Commander Captain Silver Fox, and he, <laughs> he knows who he is if he's listening to this podcast. <laughs> and if you called him a nerd, he would armbar you. Okay, like immediately. Yeah, so he's into like uh, Brazilian Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and stuff too. Sure. Okay, I can respect that. So it's people who are uh, just into fantasy worlds it's just a way for them to enjoy maybe spending time wasting time however you want to see it it's a good hang it's a good yeah it's, it's a good thing good hang i got you uh um all right i don't think let me ask you that all right alex based on what you know about me you think i would enjoy it yeah if you had the right group what about it's, all you? About, it's all about finding the I, right group. Based know, on what you know about me, you think I would enjoy it? Yeah, I know you would enjoy it. Really? Yeah. I'm still having a hard time. Uh, so why do you think... All right, so if you go back, like you said, when did it really start? You said the 70s? Yeah, that's when uh, Gygax created it. Uh, it had a few kind of, let's try this, let's try that. And then ultimately... Ultimately, in 1974, they produced the very first edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And there's no actual playing board at all. There can be. You don't. You don't need more than this. There is a ton more than this. You don't need. Why would you need a playing board? Um, it for, wouldn't so, it change based upon the DM. Yeah. So the DM would have to create one. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, what we can do based on the campaign is what I mean. Yeah. Sorry. Well, so that's where it gets into the difference. So for role-playing purposes, like we set up that bar situation, yeah, there's no rules. There's no need for uh, a rule set in that moment. You gotcha. Know? But let's say your character decides in that moment he wants to go over here to this shady guy in the corner with his dagger, and he wants to confront that guy. Right. Maybe you say something that bothers him, and so he gets up and... You know, it's on, and now we go to the playing board. Now we go to combat to sort it out. Yeah. Okay. And so that makes sense. The game map typically consists of (laughs) I'm tracking a grid. Yeah. Uh, And you can be as simple as a grid, and you take a dry erase marker and and draw a room shape over this grid. That makes sense. And you can get as deep as having miniature like buildings and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Okay. Um, I'm guessing the, so like seventies because we're, uh, especially, well, maybe not necessarily in the seventies that was starting, but especially in the eighties when we're living through like the, uh, 
the uh, kind of the uh, what they call it, like the satanic terror kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, that's when you got a lot of people trying to associate Dungeons and Dragons with like demonic stuff. Yeah, but it was, but it's essentially, correct me if I'm wrong. Really, they're just people were just concocting that based upon the name because yeah. it said dragons, and they were like, "Who's got dragons?" Like, dra-, you uh-huh. know. Like, Revelation. I, don't know. I think there was a. <laughs> I like I like the accent you used there too. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I think there was a situation where somebody got way too deep into Dungeons Dragons and killed somebody. Um, really, in real life, yeah. And huh. so uh, it just became the they the, just embraced the not elfness, not elvishness, or yeah. whatever they were. Drow, drow. Yeah, that's dark. The dark elves. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> gotcha. Druid would never. Yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So yeah. Anyway, I, I'll for whatever reason, like I just like intrinsically knew. Okay, that's there's a disconnect there. Like the same way with like Harry Potter or yeah. whatever. You know, I'm like, okay, you're basically taking something and misapplying it. You know, yeah. mm. like people who come from, you know, like a, uh, you know, evangelical background, they're basically yeah. looking at it and just kind of casting it in a light that's like, okay, you just distorted it basically. Yeah, it's, there's this this really misconception about yeah, just a misunderstanding yeah and there's a, not even a misunderstanding I, it's more like what you said people just cast it into that light of they just distorted purely it purely satanic like yeah they just, don't know anything about it they don't know nothing about mm. it they just distorted it yeah yeah okay well um we've already gotten a 45 minute education how about that it doesn't seem like we've been talking that long. It does, does not. <laughs> I could Here, here's a, a yeah. I know we could we could go for a while. I do have one very important question though before we okay. quit. Okay. I think I get a general sense of the game. Okay. I, I feel like I do. But here, I okay. Two things. One is I feel like I need to play. You do need to play. Is there a way that I can play where there's not much of a commitment? Yes. Okay. I can facilitate that <laughs> if you would like. <laughs> Are you volunteering to be a DM? Is that what you're yeah. doing? Yeah. I could set you just up a what we call a one shot. Do you a, have like a regular group of people you play with? We haven't played in a while. Been, <laughs> but we played uh we played several times. Wait, 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 wait. To, explain to me how okay, I understand. I fully understand how how and why Matt sits here with all this gear? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gear. It's, <laughs> I have a piece of paper and some <laughs> dice. No, 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 no. You have a piece of paper and you have a box. Uh, open that box again. Shiny. <laughs> that, that contains. Wait a minute. Let me look at it. Can, can I see it? Can I hold it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. It's a flat black box that looks like it might have a diamond Rolex in it. And when you open it, it contains five, six, seven very custom, very specific. Custom. Like it's an Amazon special, baby. Bronze oh, yeah. looking dice with tons of numbers on them. Very custom. Oh, my word. Looks a million special here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, that that this looked like the bag a... at the end of the Goonies when they dumped them. <laughs> I think you need to play. Yeah, I think I need to play too. Okay, I, I think I need to play. So that's first and foremost. And then secondly, there's a new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Mm-hmm. I hear good things. <laughs> it's been out for about a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? I've, okay, I feel like you're grinning. Okay, first, let me ask you. Have you seen it? Why or why not? I have not seen it, nor will I see it. <laughs> um, Coming in hot. More than likely, and I, look, I know I'm biased, and I know 
I'm doing the same thing to this movie that those evangelical people did to Dungeons and Dragons when they called it satanic. Yeah. Okay. This movie is not going to be good. It's not going to have. Whoa, any... whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh-huh. Currently, it has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, for people who don't play. Okay. <clears throat> Avengers Endgame mm. scored a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. And currently, Dungeons and Dragons is a 93. I'm, I'm in. I'm, so <laughs> I'm fully prepared. On the movie, I'm in. I'm fully prepared to admit that I may eat my words one day. I may watch this movie and decide I was completely wrong. Okay. But it, not in the near future. Uh, and because, in, in my opinion, it's going to cater You're to fr- people who don't play D&D. Yeah, like me. To be a good movie. And that's going to really upset me if it doesn't have specificities from Dungeons and Dragons throughout the movie. You're a purist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But what if, what if I were to watch it and then I were to come to you and say, Matt, I just want to be part of a, what, what do y'all call them? Like a, like a brew? Well, I mean, what do you call them? Like, <laughs> a brew? Like a, no. Is it a, co- a coven? Like, what do you call them? <laughs> we are. Just uh, a group? We are a coven. No, you're, no. Are you serious? No. no. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I just I just call them my D and D group. When oh, okay, I refer okay. to my or I refer to them as my D and D buddies. Okay, okay. I want to. What if I go watch the movie and then I come to you and be like, "Man, whatever I got to do, I just got to mm-hmm. be part of a D and D group." Is that gonna bless your heart? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna make you feel better about it, the movie at all. No. Okay. Well, if you don't want to play based on an interest of the game of D and D. Like, that's fine. Uh, and if you do want to play based on an interest of a movie you saw, that's how I ultimately got into it, watching... And Lord I, of the Rings? No, I was watching uh, Big Bang Theory, and I don't even like Big Bang Theory. Oh, it's I like I you. pretty well despise that show. Right. Um, but Tiffany watched it so often, my wife. Um, yeah. And I just essentially watched every episode, uh, but they played Dungeons & Dragons and... Hmm. And I decided it was it was time. Huh. You gonna go see the, you're gonna see the movie, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you traitor. <laughs> so you're you're not a purist. You just no no no. You I'm just, just here for a good hang. He just likes movies. I'm just here for a good time. <laughs> I'll I'll watch it way later. Way later. Yeah, when my when my feathers are no longer ruffled. <laughs> What's going to bother you is when I go see it and I come to you and I'm like, man. I'm an expert now. No, I'm an expert. I know everything d d It's the best movie you have ever seen. And it'll explain things about D&D that you never realized. No. That's going to bother you, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to bother me. I'm going, that's what I'm going to lead with then. It's like, it, trust me, it's going to unlock that world for you. You're going to understand more if you just watch the movie. <laughs> Let me let me invite you into the inner circle of D and D. Oh god! Right. Remember when I said I would facilitate this for you? Like, oh, you backing out? Yeah, retracting, <laughs> retracting that offer. All right. Well, anyway, I I, I appreciate you coming and being on the podcast. Uh, totally, I, totally flattered. I, I I feel like I'd really definitely understand a lot more. Um, I'm still not. One thousand percent sold, um, but I'll give it a shot. 
Let me know when. How much I can? How much want some of them fancy dice like you got? Alex gonna set me back. Six ninety. You can't. Huh? You can't afford it. <laughs> I just want the world to know that Alex has D and D dice. And is that got, what it's called? Is that what you searched for on Amazon when you bought it? <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons dice. Bronze. Yeah, there's space bronze. (laughs) (laughs) Underscore bronze. Absolutely. (laughs) Team bronze over here, baby. Is that what it's called? Huh? Is that what it's called? I think so. That's what I searched. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Was you looking for a specific type? I just was looking for something to catch my eye, and bronze did it. You wanted wanted something that looked like it would have been mined out of a... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Forged, if you will. <laughs> yeah, forged. I got you. All right. Well, is there anything super important y'all feel like we missed? I think we need to report back for like a segment after you play. After I play. Yeah. yeah and we need your character name. We need your stuff posted. Oh, online. yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a definite must. Okay. Let me know when you're ready for Spruce Willie to join. <laughs> I'll set something up. I'm telling you. I'll be happy to have both of you. <laughs> All right. I, I like, I'm. I, I'm intrigued, but the commitment level just sounds like a bit much. It can be as much or as little as you want. What what I would offer to you is a one shot. It'd be a, a three or four hour session, <sighs> and you would finish the entire three game. or four hours. Yeah. You'd finish the entire gameplay. Okay, there's the got to be campaign. food involved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Goblets, if you will. <laughs> A tankard of something. <laughs> I do have a beer stein on my uh, curio cabinet in the man cave. Yeah, and it can hold super sweet uh, Kool-Aid just the same, right? Mm, okay. Can. <laughs> Done deal then. All right. We appreciate it, bro. Yeah, thank you. All right. I have him. Next time, I guess. <laughs>